Well, hey there, busy friend. It's your girl, Steph, here. Before we dive into today's episode, I just want to say thanks. Thanks for being here. Thank you for taking a couple moments, breaking away from the craziness of your day, just for us to be able to lean in and spend these next couple moments encouraging one another. I know it's not always easy, especially now where we feel like we're having to juggle and do all the things. There's there's a different kind of rhythm of rush and there's a lot of different things, maybe people tugging at your attention today. But I just want you to know that I'm glad you're here. So whether you're listening, driving in the car, you're at home doing laundry, or maybe you are that fellow mom that right now is hiding in the bathroom, hoping your kids don't find you. Over these next couple moments together, I just want to give you the space to be uplifted, encouraged, um, maybe to have some of that noise that's surrounding you right now, just get silence for a little bit and to give you space to breathe. So you ready? Let's dive into this week's episode of Between the Busy. Welcome back, busy friend. So how did you like last week's episode with Big Cram? Did did you like it? I mean, did you listen to it, first of all? But second of all, uh, what'd you think? I know we had a couple people reach out and message like literally as soon as the episode went live and you were just like, oh my God, we've been waiting for Big Cram to jump in and, and just talk because he's, he's hilarious, y'all. Like if you've ever met him in real life, you already know this. So here's what I wanna know. Number one, did you listen to it? Number two, what'd you think? And then number three, would you want for both of us to jump in and talk more about a topic together? Or would you want Big Cram to come and hijack <laughs> the podcast and maybe share something from his manly man perspective when it comes to all things busy life? So make sure you drop a comment. Let us know. You can always reach out to us on our website or on our social media and let us know as well. But today we are going to talk about goals. I know that this is usually something that we typically discuss as we get into the start of a new year, but friend, let's be honest, 2020 has not been our typical year and I am all about giving you a competitive advantage and giving you some tips and tricks to stay ahead of that curve. So we're going to get a head start here in this month. And so listen, if you are already in my community, here's what I know about you. You are a doer and you have some pretty big goals for yourself, for your family, for your work. But if we're being honest, sometimes it's really easy to write these things down. And especially when it comes to like our transformative goals, then to actually stay on track and do the hard work of making the changes in our daily, even weekly routines, because friend, let's be honest, old habits are really, really hard to break. (laughs) And so while we can keep our eye on the prize, and that's really, really important, there's also some tactics that we can employ that can better make sure that our goals are actually successful. So today, that's what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about some of the biggest downfalls that cause us to give up and miss our goals when life happens. You wanna take a guess at what it is? Spoiler alert, I'm just, I'm just gonna lay it out there. One of the biggest downfalls that you and I, as busy friends, tend to experience is because we try to do too much, too quick, or we're allowing ourselves to give up when life happens and then we miss our goals as a byproduct of that. I love this quote from Lisa Turker. She wrote this in her book called The Best Yes, which by the way, if you have not read that book, put that in your 
in your Kindle or put it in your Amazon Prime like get it. It's an amazing book. But in here she has a quote and she says, a woman who lives with the stress of an overwhelmed schedule will often ache with the sadness of an underwhelmed soul. And I remember reading that a couple years ago when I was in the middle of the hustle and of the grind, crushing 65 hours a week in my corporate job, coming home, trying to be a wife, trying to be a mom and trying to start this tiny little side business from home in the wee hours or busy cracks of my day. And I've just, and then trying to keep up with the mom Joneses and then trying to, you know, be everything for everyone else. And I just remember reading that and going, man, like my calendar has no margin. It has no breathing room. And it was almost a badge of honor to talk about how busy I was all the time. Like, has anyone ever asked you that lately? Like how are, I mean, maybe 2020s kind of screwed that up a little bit, but I remember prior to coming into this year, anytime someone would ask me, Hey, how are you doing? Oh my gosh, I'm just so busy. That was my immediate response, but I wore it like a badge of honor. But I remember reading that and seeing the quote and feeling, man, why am I so busy? And what I realized I was trying to overcompensate for some things that, that I was struggling with underneath of all of that. So today we're not going to get super, super deep. We're going to just stay pretty surface level because here's what I know by this point in the year, your brain along with your calendar is tapped out. I don't know about you, but I'm like, I cannot, I, I, I already know the things that I have to think about for the month ahead or for the next couple months ahead. Like I just, I can't, I need something right now that is not going to wear me out and overwhelm me and just kind of have me quit before I even have a chance to start because I just need something simple to do. And so if you're the same, this is the episode for you. So here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about daily routines. I love this quote also from John C. Maxwell. He said, you'll never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. So sweet friend, here's what I want to ask you. How are you spending your days? What does that look like? And let's, let's start very, very practically first thing in the morning. Can we be honest? Our mornings will set the tone for our entire day. The problem is we have so many choices that we can make even within the first 15 minutes of our morning and whether or not we make the right decisions. I mean, it's going to move us forward either in a good direction or not. And so maybe you are someone where you find yourself waking up and, and you can't see me, but I'm behind the microphone, raising my hand and covering my face because I've done all these things. We can either put the pillow over our head and just want to stay in bed all day, which I've been there. We can either grab the phone and start scrolling. How many of us have done that this morning or already multiple times this week, or just respond to in air quotes, that one important email. And then 15 emails later, we realize we haven't moved. <laughs> we haven't done anything or, or my personal favorite, especially here in these cold winter months, hit snooze five more times. And, and then by that point we're rushing and we're late and you see what I'm saying? Trust me, I've done all of these things and they leave me so unorganized and scattered that no amount of caffeine or perky punch can fix me truthfully. So I found the best way to have a good day and to move my ideas forward is by having a good morning. And so a good morning for me is taking time to organize my thoughts and feel like I've got my ish together. And so here's what I want to do for you. I want to share with you. I have 15 steps to a positive morning. And then we're going to talk about how to close our day up 
And, and here's what I want to challenge you with before I just list these off to you and, and give you ideas on how to practically apply these in your life. I want you to find one thing that you can incorporate or do differently as part of your morning routine. And then one thing with your evening routine. That's all that I want you to do. Don't take all the things that I'm going to give you. I have to tell you this up front because otherwise I'll list them and then you'll try and do them. I need to give you this now, like pick one. So jot these down and then pick one. And that's what I want you to start with for this month. Just pick that one thing and get really good at doing that. Okay. So here's a couple steps that I've incorporated over the years to create for a more positive morning. Number one, I drink water. I don't know if you struggle with getting your, your daily ounces in every day, like I do. So I typically have a bottle of water sitting on my bedside table. And as soon as I get up, I start chugging. Uh, or maybe for you, you need to have your cup of coffee. There's, there's no judgment, especially in these warm, or these warm, my gosh, these cold winter months. Can you tell that I'd rather be at a beach right now? I'd rather have a hot cup of coffee. Third thing, make time for breakfast. Listen, I know our days look very, very different right now in the midst of a pandemic. While if you've got kids, your kids are home learning from school, maybe you're working from home. And so we've we've been spending an exorbitant amount of time in our house. <laughs> so use this as an opportunity to make breakfast. If you're gonna get up maybe a little bit earlier, slow your pace a little bit and have that be an opportunity for some good conversation around the breakfast table or just setting the tone for your day because now you're not hitting up a drive through window. You see what I'm saying? Something else that's really, really helped me is spending time before my feet even hit the floor to pray, show gratitude, give thanks. And this, this has been a way, I'll talk about this as I go through the list a little bit, but this is more of a mental reset for the start of the day before I pick up my phone and I start scrolling, before I ch start checking messages, as I get my mind right. And, and another example to that is meditate. Just before you start running through the busy to-do list of everything that you've got to tackle that day, just still your mind. Before your feet hit the floor, before you grab for a device, pray, give thanks, meditate, clear your mind. Something else, if you know this about me, you're probably waiting for me to drop this in here. Exercise for 30 minutes. Friend, get your body moving. Listen, I don't care how tired and exhausted you may feel. Give yourself five minutes. Get your body moving. And I promise you, even after five minutes, you're going to start to feel a little bit more energized. You're going to feel a little bit more woke. And, and give yourself five more minutes. And before you know it, you've knocked out a 30-minute workout. You've gotten those endorphins flowing. That's the, that's the best, the, the cheapest antidepressant. And you're going to start feeling amazing. And then next thing, I learned this from reading um, the book Eat That Frog by Darren Hardy. Tackle the most difficult tasks first. When you're writing out your to-do list, don't procrastinate and put those off like I know we tend to do because we don't like doing them. Tackle those first, get it done, eat that frog, and then the rest of your day, you know that you've gotten you've gotten that big, hairy, scary, ugly task done. Another tip, avoid snoozing. We've already talked about that. Something that's helped me, I actually, I, I cannot have my phone by my bedside table. I have to have it where I have to physically get up and turn it off because otherwise, then I'll just knock it off the bed or I'll hit snooze, but avoid snoozing. The other thing is, and, and we'll talk about this when it comes to having a peaceful evening, but sometimes maybe you set a couple minutes that morning before you hit your emails or hit your to-do list, just plan out your day. 
Another tip that really helped me more so, I mean, it didn't really help my productivity, but it just made me feel good is get glammed up. Sis, take a shower. Get out of those three-day-old pajamas. I know you, I know dry shampoo has been our friend, but wash your hair. Blow, like put some product in, put a little bit of mascara on. Like just get cutied up. I know you're not leaving the house, but here's what it does. It changes your confidence and your posture throughout your day when we don't look <laughs> a homely mess. Now, mamas, listen, I know we have our seasons. I, I finally took a shower today after three days living in the same um, PJs that I would change in and out of. And I tell you, like, I nothing's really changed with my day, but I feel better. So get glammed up. Another tip for a positive morning, declutter your workspace. I know we feel like we're all living on top of the other people in our household, but if you take a couple moments in the morning and just get organized, the visual appearance of clutter or declutter, it will do wonders to just releasing that mental space in your brain. So just get tidy up a little bit, tidy up. You don't have to do a full out spring cleaning, but tidy up a little bit. Another positive tip, review your goals. What are, what are the things that are most important for that day that you have to accomplish? And, and maybe that means taking a look at your bigger, larger vision goals, because you know eventually what you're working towards, but what are the things that you can control today that are important for you to accomplish? Because now that gives you focus and it gives you intention. Another really helpful tip, listen to a positive audio. Pop this podcast in your earbuds, sister friend, or um, pearl up. I remember when I first tried getting my, my life together and creating some sort of daily routines, I would just go on YouTube and I would search motivational motivation, daily motivation, morning motivation. And if I could pull up just a short little clip that I could listen to as I was brushing my teeth, then I was killing two birds with one stone. So listen to something positive. You will find how that will significantly change the course of your day. Another tip, recite positive affirmations. This can go back to praying and giving thanks or meditating. You can incorporate this at the same time. Um, I know I have on my bathroom mirror, I have um, chalkboard paint that I have written out a bunch of them. Some of you have seen it. I've, I've shared it on my social media, but Sometimes having those things, even when you don't feel like it, or even when you can't see it in your circumstance or in the mirror, sometimes it takes reminding yourself of the things that are already true, the things that have already been promised. Um, or again, you might look in the mirror and not see what you're affirming, but Sometimes, you know, life is and death is in the power of the tongue. Sometimes you have to speak that into existence and it changes how you show up that day. Last tip for a positive morning, smile. Oh my Lord, smile. I cannot tell you, especially this year, how many times I have caught myself sad. And hear me, it's okay to be sad. We're not going to sugarcoat anything. But even if you've got to just force and crack a little smile in that mirror to yourself, do it because I'm telling you, it you'll start to feel your heart change. So those are some steps for a positive morning. Again, pick one or come up with something on your own. And just that one thing, I want you to stick to that this month. Just, just that one thing. Now, when it comes to 
having a peaceful evening. Listen, I know in the busyness of our day, we we get to the end of the day and it's like, we just want to binge on Netflix and maybe suck down a bottle of wine and just pass out on the couch or, or we can't even go to sleep because our brain is racing on all the things that didn't get done and how many things have to then go to the list tomorrow. And it's just, it's exhausting. It's mentally exhausting. So here's what I want to encourage you with. I'm going to share another list, 15 steps to a peaceful evening. And again, pick one, pick one thing that you can start to incorporate to just slow down that rhythm of rush. All right. Remember in the morning I said, Hey, try, try making time for breakfast. I'm going to tell you the same thing. Make time for dinner. Listen, we're all at home. I know you're running out of ideas. Listen, if you're in our virtual fit crew every week, I share with you a meal plan so you can go there. You can pull up some fun recipes. We've got another laundry list of recipes in our, um, and our BOD library. And so listen, if you need ideas on how to create healthy, simple, family-friendly, budget-friendly meals, we've got you covered, but make time for dinner. The other thing, declutter. At the end of the day, it listen, I know my house at the end of the day, especially when my kids are home, and if Big Cram is working from home, it looks like we reached level 23 of Jumanji. And I don't always feel like cleaning up. If you know this about me, I hate doing dishes and I hate doing laundry, but let me tell you, there is nothing that makes me feel better when I wake up that next morning and I'm not walking into my house that's full of the same clutter and junk and piles of laundry and just dirty dishes. It it makes me feel good that I wake up knowing that that's one less thing that I have to do. So tackle that before you lay your head down on the pillow. The next thing, get comfortable. Sister, okay, this is gonna this is gonna be for the girls. If you're a dude listening to this, you're not gonna get it. Ladies, you remember, you know that feeling when you would when we come back from our jobs, like like I, I'm talking our nine to five, and then we come home and we're like, all right, gotta kick off the stilettos, the the corporate fancy like work suit and blouse and oh, you take that bra off. That's like the best feeling in the world. I don't care what else you could put on the ugliest pair of sweatpants and baggy sweatshirt, but ladies like get comfortable. (laughs) It makes you feel so much better. Another thing. Now listen, coffee in the morning, have that caffeine in the morning, but I'm telling you don't flirt with it at nighttime because you won't go to sleep. Have a cup of hot tea, make yourself some chamomile tea or something that, you know, maybe instead of going and grabbing for a second or third glass of wine, make yourself a hot cup of tea and just, it'll calm you down. It'll make you feel better. And with that being said, Make time to take a hot Epsom bath. Busy friend, listen, it, I, I know you've been on your feet all day. You've been running around crazy. And, and listen, mamas, sometimes this is the one and only thing. Like what I want for Christmas, I want 15 minutes where my kids aren't banging on the door. So I will ask, honey, can you make me a coupon book that I can redeem? Like I'm going to go take a hot Epsom bath. I'm going to light some candles, turn the lights down. And for for. 20 minutes. I just need you to take the children. It's like, I'm not even here. Find something that's going to help you relax. Speaking of your spouse or your partner, make time in the evening just to connect and reconnect. Listen, I know that sometimes we get so busy tackling all the things on our to-do list and then managing the children. And it's like, we play hockey goalie and we're just kicking people back in play. And, but remember your spouse, you are the only person You are the only person that God has created to be that spouse for them. 
So spend time with them. Another thing that might help for a peaceful evening is reading for 10 minutes. Listen, I was never a reader. I was totally that kid in high school and college that if there was a movie, instead of if there was a movie that I could watch instead of reading the book, I would do it. But I grew over the years to really enjoy reading and especially things that didn't have to do with work or professional development or any anything like that, but just something that I could enjoy reading for my own benefit. So, you know, I mentioned the book, The Best Yes by Lisa Turkhurst. I've probably read that book three or four times and the pages are all bent and it's highlighted and everything. But let me tell you what, that book was, it was refreshing for my soul. So find something that piques your interest 10 minutes. That's it. Maybe try journaling. If you are finding that it's difficult for you to fall asleep at night because you've got too much weighing on your brain and you just can't settle down, take a couple moments to take all of that mental clutter, get it out of your brain and just put it down on paper. Try journaling. This next one is always a fun one. We've done this in the cram house a couple times and I'm sure our neighbors think we're insane and we don't even care about it. Play music and dance. Like have a dance party, have a, have a rave in your living room, um, turn up and you can actually combine these things and multitask them. I've had a cup of hot tea while I'm making dinner and we are playing, um, whether it's top 40 radio or worship music, or Jeremy's playing some, some country and he's like line dancing in the kitchen, like play music and dance. I'm telling you, I don't care how stressful of the day you've had. There's something about music and there's something about dancing. Like no one's watching even if it's just your kids or your spouse, but dancing like no one's watching, that just makes you feel better. Again, I shared this in having a positive morning and the same is gonna apply for having a peaceful evening. Pray, give thanks, meditate. Sometimes it's important for us to start our day with that attitude of gratitude. We talked about that last in the last episode, but it's equally important to close our day off with that same posture. Another tip I'm going to tell you, and, and for some of you, you're going to hear this and do what I did a couple years ago, and you're going to start twitching. Unplug and turn off the electronics. We actually started implementing a rule in our house during this pandemic of at a certain time, the Wi-Fi gets shut off, all devices get stored and put away out of reach, and it, my, my kids, I've even tempted like no TV after a certain time. Just, just because they will stay up until the wee hours of the night and then they're they're crazy in the morning. But unplugging and turning off those electronics, listen, let me tell you, part of the reason why our brains can never shut down is because they are overly stimulated. You know, like our kids are looking at their tablets for eight hours a day because they're virtual learning. We are staring at a screen eight, nine, 10, 12 hours a day because now this is how we work. So take some time. If you want a peaceful evening, you gotta get out of a screen unplug it, turn it off, put it away. Something else to help set you up for success for the next day is write out your tasks for the next day. Remember I shared how to have a positive morning, go through and review your goals and, and plan your day. Well, you can start this the night before. And that's actually something that I did as I was journaling, I would have my planner sitting out and I would just take a look, okay, what things do I need to tackle tomorrow? Is there anything that I didn't get done today that can shift over? What do I need to adjust? And let me tell you what, that helped me to sleep better because then I wasn't thinking about it. I already had a plan and that uh, that might help you. That might help to, to make a little bit of, of mental space in your head. These next two are gonna be really, really huge. And I will tell you, if you're struggling to find uh, the best option to pick, as far as finding a peaceful evening, I'm going to tell you, pick one of these two because you can't go wrong. 
The next one's called Water Your Sprouts. Now this kind of goes in line with gratitude, um, but this is actually something one of my dear friends and mentors, Summer, taught me to do is watering my sprouts. That's what, that's what she called. She actually had a journal and it wasn't fancy. It was just a notebook that you can buy at Target, but it was called her sprout journal. And in a season where it was really, really difficult to find things to be grateful for, Big Cram and I shared this last week to find three things every day that you're grateful for. What we started doing is in this sprout journal, we would start writing our gratitudes. And then what we would do is every night we would go back, we would reread what we had written the day before, and then we would write three more. And exactly what Big Cram and I talked about the last episode, as you start doing this, here's what you find, what you focus on expands, right? And so you stop focusing on all of the things that are going wrong and all of the areas of your life that's broken and how much, how not enough time you have. And you actually start just shifting your mindset and learning to be more productive or efficient, right? Because now you're not mindlessly scrolling on your phone or you're not hitting snooze or whatever, but water your sprouts before going to bed. And listen, this might be really, really difficult at first. Mine, when I first started, I was grateful for dry shampoo, self-sharpening eyeliner, and just having enough in my bank account where I could get through the checkout line at the grocery store and not overdraft. Like sometimes that's all that it was. I want you to water your sprouts. And if you do this consistently, what you'll find is at the end of the month, three times 30, you will have 90 things that you have found to be grateful for. Now, may you repeat some of those? Sure. But you have found 90 things to be grateful for. Whereas in a season where it's easier to find things that we're not happy about, you, you've got a list of 90 and that's pretty amazing. Last tip for how to have a peaceful evening. Go to bed on time. I know that there's no rules anymore in 2020. There's like no normalcy. There's no schedule. Like what are we doing today? Or what, what level of Jumanji are we playing today? Or what book and revelations are we going to be walking through today? But here's what I can tell you. That circadian rhythm that your body naturally has is going to adjust based on how you are walking out your life, based on how you are, the choices that you make and what you are doing. So listen, if you are not going to bed until 10, 11 o'clock at night, and then you got to get up at five, six in the morning and you wonder why you're struggling, you're not getting enough sleep. Go to bed, pick a time and go to bed that same time every night. Now listen, mamas, especially with little ones, I get it. That's difficult because our kids don't know how to go to bed on time, <laughs> but start small. And, and here's what you'll find is if your circadian rhythm is off, if your adrenals are off because your body, your cortisol levels are up and it just, you're, you're just super stressed out. Here's what you'll find is you're going to start to naturally smooth that out because you are controlling what you can control. So just go to bed on time. Busy friend, here's what I want you to know is our daily routines. They truly do set the tone for how we live our lives. And with the, the little rituals, the small little examples that I gave you, they're not overly difficult. It's easy to do them, but it's also easy not to do them. And, but, but by picking just one simple daily ritual in the morning, one simple daily ritual in the evening, it's going to be easier for you to stick to it, even among the busy cracks of your day, because here's what happens. They help us understand that this new change 
It needs to happen no matter what. Remember, if you want something different, you must do something different. And so I encourage you, pick something. If you if you need some accountability or if you like if you want a tracker, if you geek out like that, like let me know and I will hook you up. But here's what I want to know for know from you. Number 1, what is that one thing that you're going to commit to doing in the morning, in the evening? And then I want to know what do you feel is the most challenging for you? You know, maybe you've got the morning routine down but your evenings are a hot mess. Which of the two do you find to be most challenging? And I would love to help you walk through that. All right? Any questions, make sure to reach out. But again, thank you so much for being here. I am so glad that you took some time out of your day just to lean in, listen, and to redefine your busy today. Hey, busy friend, before I let you go, I had to jump in here and just say thank you. I am so incredibly grateful that you are here leaning in, linking arms. And honestly, my heart is that this podcast not only helps to add value to your life, but that the words are uplifting and encouraging enough to where it meets you exactly where you are and helps to sustain you through the day, through the rest of your week. And then we come back and we get to do it all over again. But thank you so much for being here. With that being said, I want to personally invite you to become a supporter of this podcast. And this is this is so important because it actually helps to make sure that we can keep making or even leveling up the value and the content here in this podcast. And so um, just know that by becoming a supporter with a small monthly donation, it actually helps to sustain our future episodes. And so I encourage you, pray on it. And if this is something that you feel your heart is being led to do, simply go to stephcram.com, click on the tab for podcast, and there you can select a small monthly donation that will help sustain our future episodes. Again, thank you so much for being here. I love that you are part of this crazy cool tribe. And thank you so much for generously supporting this podcast and what we get to do every single week together. I love you and I appreciate you so much. Everything that we do is for you. So thank you for being my biggest cheerleader.